If you haven't listened to my three-part China series, check it out. It's awesome. It changed my life. And it took an absurd amount of time to make, which was frustrating, but it gave me a chance to think about big questions China is facing. Questions that I timidly realized I should start asking about myself and my country. I thought about Barbara Touchman's 1978 historical novel titled A Distant Mirror. She suggests that by studying Europe's disastrous 14th century, 20th century Americans could more holistically understand the world they were living in. In a different dimension, distance instead of time, Christianity in China has been my distant mirror. It has forced me to think about America's relationship with Protestantism, the Latinized world's relationship with Christianity, and humanity's relationship with story. This wasn't some sort of curious gaze upon myself. It was a period of complete deconstruction. I was willing to burn farming God to the ground, so I tried. To get into the barn's hayloft, you have to walk up some really narrow steps. They actually may even qualify as a ladder. Since I was carrying a lit torch, I had the side step up to make sure the flame didn't ignite anything too soon. Looking down those stairs I just climbed, it seemed so easy to just turn around, dip the torch in a pail of water, and head out. Leave the barn, and all the shit that had accumulated in it standing unchanged. I wanted to just drive away. It seemed like it would be so easy, so harmless. But a sense of longing kept me there, standing in that hayloft with a lit torch in my hand and a disinterested look on my face. I carelessly lobbed the flame into the hay and walked down the stairs. The dry straw caught fast. Flames curled out of the barn windows, sweeping up debris that had sat for years. The broken rocking chair, seedy futon, the pictureless picture frames, the old light fixtures held up by twine never had a chance. Fire ran down the stairs, the goats escaped over the fence, the horse too. The chickens had fled to the tree line, and they paced around, stressed out. In a deep exhale, the flame engulfed the animal pens, licking every relic in its path, every support beam, every wall, door, fence, floor, gone. That two by four, the dysfunctional gate, that old tractor tire in the corner, toast. Damn, that's black smoke. It's hot. I moved back and couldn't see the bar anymore. fire finished its work. Belly full, it rested. I sat against a tree and fell asleep. I woke up to two baby goats staring at me with crooked heads. Behind them, the smoke had cleared and the barn still stood. It looked different, in a way, refreshed. The makeshift walls that once divided the bottom floor were gone, revealing an open, airy space. The exterior walls, constructed with century-old longleaf pine, remained, and I noticed the intricate grain pattern I hadn't seen before. 
The tin roof emitted a new shine, free of the cobwebs, like it had just been built. The ancient beams that supported the roof were true. The parts that no longer served a purpose, that were experientially disconnected, were incinerated. And what remained was a new playscape, calling forth a creative hand. Farming God survived, and I don't know why. So welcome to season two. Beginning today, Farming God is a weekly podcast. You can count on a new episode every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. To complement these stories, sign up for the newsletter on Farming God's new hilarious website, farminggod.org. It's ridiculous. Inferred from the likes of Seth Godin, Douglas Rushkoff, Yuval Harari, Phyllis Tickle, John O'Donohue, Joseph Campbell, Bertrand Russell, Freud, Young, Hegel, Meister Eckhart, Ancient Greeks, Judaism, and Eastern Spiritualities. There has never been a greater opportunity for a new way to live in America. Join me, won't you?